At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What do you think your spirit animal nickname is? Man, spirit animal nickname. I, I, I would like to be like a wolf. I feel like a wolf uh, kind of running around with my pack and uh, being able to, to be a leader and someone that uh, continues to attack and, and continues to lead as much as possible. Uh, what about your bud, uh, Travis Kelsey? What do you think his is? Travis, man. Uh, it's got to be something funny. I think he'd be like a giraffe. You know, he's kind of he's just out there grazing around the field, uh, trying to make something happen, you know, find his different different things that he can uh, run around and and do stuff with. And he's he's always a a good time. Tuesday edition of Pro Football Talk Live, just five days away from Super Bowl 55. Chris, good morning. You're still home. You're snowed in. I'm snowed in. I probably, I might've been able to make it today. I mean, the the roads look okay. It finally stopped snowing here, but uh, just to play it safe, I wasn't sure how it was going to be one more day at home here. Well, we're at home all week, not in Tampa. The Super Bowl will still happen. Obviously it's not the same experience. We are getting guests via our home setups, at least Chris for now, me all week, Kyler Murray coming up in an hour we've got otis anderson also live today on the program speaking of spirit animals though chris what's your spirit animal i i I really don't know i mean my favorite animal is like a tiger right that that's my favorite animal i mean my friends always made fun of me and called me big bird so maybe there's some (laughs) bird element in in there with me okay uh i don't know but uh, i'd like to think it was like uh, I, I do think tigers are cool, so that would be my kind of animal. You know, little socialization here and there, but for the most part, let me go over here and be by myself and leave me alone. <laughs> do do birds have spleens? I guess that would be one of the big questions. I think they do. I think they do. I oh. hope. <laughs> okay. Well, no. I What's mean, that yours, would make more big bird more fitting. I, I, I have none. I have none. I'm my own spirit animal. Junkyard your, your, yes. dog. Yeah, sure. Underfed, malnourished, weasel would be good, some would say. Many are saying weasel. I don't know. I, I, uh, sm- I, small dog might work. I could see that working. You know, I could see that. What, being like that a way. chihuahua? <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I like that a yeah. lot, actually. They look yeah, like they would thanks. have their own little, you know, uh, doggy company, sn- snarky comet, snarky comet, you know, paste and copy kind of thing. That's what they look like. Well, we'll see what kind of snarky comments are going to happen today. Yesterday was media day for Super Bowl 55. Again, different than ever before. No opening night, no gathering of reporters, plus whoever happens to get in to ask all sorts of crazy questions of the players, et cetera. But still, plenty of players and coaches talking yesterday. Plenty of interesting information developed. And let's begin with Patrick Mahomes, the MVP of Super Bowl 54. Is he better 
as he embarks on Super Bowl 55. Here he is from yesterday talking about one way that his game has improved. I think every single year that you're in the NFL, you learn more and more. Um, you get different looks, especially with our offense. We get a lot of crazy looks and crazy blitzes and stuff like that. And you have to learn how to adjust and to learn how to, to go out there and make and have successful plays. And so uh, this year I felt super comfortable uh, of recognizing defenses, recognizing blitzes, recognizing coverages, and being able to get, get us into the right play and uh, get, a, get a successful play going and a completion. And so uh, um, it's definitely something that I'll continue to grow and continue to learn, but I feel like I'm at a different, way different level than I even was last year. That's the scariest thing about Patrick Mahomes is he continues to develop as a player. He's only been a starter for three seasons. At some point, his brain will essentially be a football supercomputer that has seen everything, that can process information, that can't be fooled, that will know exactly what the defense is going to do before the defense does it like Tom Brady is after 20 years of playing quarterback in the NFL and you get to that point where you're in the sweet spot where you still have the high-end physical skills and you high have the high-end physical not physical high-end brain power it comes together there there's a point six seven eight years down the line where he'll be at an incredibly higher level than he is right now Chris well, m most likely, yeah, but it, it's still it's extremely high level already. I mean, even for a guy that's this young, you know, in his career, th that's what's scary about the Chiefs. I mean, you and I, we've talked about this a lot through the year, right, Mike? I mean, we went through that phase early in the season where teams were playing off coverage, not letting them make the big plays, do anything like that. And they, of course, adjusted their game plans accordingly to that to go, okay, now we got to grow our offense in the short passing game and do all those type of things. And that makes Mahomes have to make quicker decisions as well. And the fact that they're in the shotgun and teams are having to disguise and do so many different things to try to just lessen the advantage a little bit with all the great talent the Chiefs have. Yeah, I'm sure Mahomes has seen, you know, some more intricate, uh, crazy defenses maybe than some other young quarterbacks in football because defenses do have to take chances from time to time because they know, man, we can't play this team straight up. But really, that's where it's become amazing and they're almost unstoppable that way. Zone, they got all the plays. Oh, you, you get up close to them and play man-to-man, -man, they can beat you deep. Oh, now it's you know off coverage. Mahomes will make a quick decision on man to man and get the ball out of his hands, and that's where he's special. The the physical and mental are are both awesome. End of the day, there's only eleven guys on the field. There's only so much they can do. There's only so much that a quarterback has to see before he has seen it all. They're not going to concoct some brand new defense out of thin air after a hundred years of football. I mean, there will be adjustments, there will be changes, there will be things aimed at attacking perceived weaknesses on the Chiefs' offense. Problem is, where are they with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill? Where are the weaknesses on the Chiefs' offense this week? One of the weaknesses, and we'll be talking about that in a minute, is the absence of the starting tackles. But Tyreek Hill is there. He's part of the overall package that the Buccaneers will be de dealing with. When he met with the media yesterday, Hill talked about his desire to get the football in his hands and do some of the things we saw him do against the Bills in the AFC Championship. Here's Hill from Monday. So this is Tyreek Keys to victory? Yes. Let's go. Uh, Tyreek keys to victory. One, get Tyreek the ball. Two, get Tyreek the ball. Three, nah, nah I'm, not, I'm not even going to say that. I just run fast, man. Even if they double me, I just run fast still, you know, because that's because if, if they double me and I'm running fast, that's going to clear somebody else up. Yeah, and even if they double him and he's running fast, they're still going to find ways to get the football to him. That's the thing. You think you can take away Hill. If you do, you got to deal with Kelsey. If you think you can take away Kelsey, then you got to deal with Hill. You look at the numbers from the AFC Championship, the Bills were unable to take away either. And it was Hill who oh. had incredible numbers against the Buccaneers when they decided not to double him in Week 12. He was on pace at one point. Peter King did the math in Football Morning in America. He was on pace for almost 1,000 yards in the game based upon his performance in the first quarter alone. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill, incredible performer, and it doesn't matter how many guys you put on him. If they can't stay with him, once he kicks it into high gear, it doesn't matter.
No, it doesn't matter. And it's how they use him and how they use the rest of the pieces and pawns off of Mahomes and Tyree Kill that make it so special. You know, that's, that's another thing that you just, you look at them, it's, it's hill deep, it's aggressive passing, and then you got Kelsey working the middle of the field, and that's where Mahomes is special because he brings it all together, Mike. You know, he's got this great balance of, oh, wait, you're playing man-to-man? You're not, you can't do that against us. I'm going to be aggressive, and now I'm going to throw some go routes and some double moves. Oh, now you're playing zone? Hold on. Let me recalibrate my brain, and now I got to think, don't be too aggressive. Have the patience to work Kelsey underneath or in the middle of the field for 12 yards and do those type of things. And to me, that's where the offense has gotten better, and Mahomes has been amazing. You know, the Tampa game's the perfect example of it, really, in a lot of ways. They played some coverages where Kansas City just went, we can't let you get away with this. You, you can't play bump and run on Tyree Kills. So then they were aggressive and go after him. The game goes on. Tampa adjusts, starts to play some zone and things like that. And Mahomes and company have the patience, just like they did throughout the year, like we saw in the AFC Championship game, to just go, okay, five yards here, eight yards here. No big deal. You know, Tyree Kill catches a six-yard pass and become a 50-yard gain. And Kelsey, he catches an eight-yard pass and becomes a 15-yard gain. And that's where it's fun to watch because you just feel like it doesn't matter what defensive scheme you throw at them. They're going to find a way to start moving the ball and making plays. With Hill, the speed is undeniable. How has he grown Amazing. as a route runner over the years? Oh, well, he's, he is a good route runner. I'm never going to sit here and tell you it's great. But he understands how to use his speed to his advantage. And he can put his foot in the ground, of course, and make a right-hand turn at 100 miles per hour. And, yeah, it might not be the most perfect route mechanics in the history of the sport, but it doesn't matter. He understands how to push leverage and do things like that. They're, they're all nuanced. That's the one thing, too, is like, you know, we, Brady, we know he's all in. That's what's awesome about him. But... Kansas City and Andy Reid and, and Brett Veach and company, they've acquired a lot of guys that they love football. And I think it like it shows, you know, on the field on a weekly basis. And they work on their craft. And you you see that in their individual play. I, I at some point this week I gotta go back and watch all of the week twelve game because yeah. I remember the buzz at halftime. Mahomes had three hundred and fifty-nine passing yards. In the first half of that game, he was on pace to obliterate the single game record set by Norm Van Brocklin back in the early 1950s. 554, I think, is the magic number. I never can remember that. A lot of these records are burned into your brain. I think it's 554, but I always feel like I have to check. It's 550 something. And I believe you're Mahomes right, was at 359. And, and the Buccaneers were able to slow it down a little bit in the second half. Well, considerably, it kept him from uh, even getting to 500. But uh, they would made the mistake of not doubling Tyreek Hill. And it'll be interesting to see how they deal with Hill, how they deal with Kelsey, and how they deal with getting to Mahomes. That's the big difference That's the this big time one. around. Two tackles gone. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz has been on IR. It's going to be Mike Remmers at left tackle. And that was news to Jason Pierre-Paul, at least the name, not necessarily the body. Here's JPP talking about the guy he's going to be facing coming on Sunday. Yeah, Jason, I was wondering what your thoughts are on uh, Mike Remmers. And uh, when you face a backup like that, do you just go in expecting a bunch of more? Man, I didn't even know who that was, man. I ain't going to lie to you. But if this is the tackle that you're talking about, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't, uh, uh, I don't too much care about it. You know, they got, they got to figure that out, and I'm going to play some great football this weekend. Yeah, doesn't know who he is now, and he it's not care. bulletin board material. It wasn't a gratuitous diss. It was just like I don't know who, uh, yeah, who I don't know. I, you know, I'm just gonna go play. I don't care. Put put anybody out there. Go find Anthony Munoz in his prime and put him out there. I don't care. I'm going to go play football. That's his attitude. And between him and Shaq Barrett, with both tackles gone, they're going to be able to get to the backfield. But the question I still have, and this goes back to last year when it was Nick Bosa and company chasing around Patrick Mahomes, if he continues to be slippery and elusive, it doesn't matter. We saw that one sack against the Dolphins where they tripped him up like 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. 
That is right. a rarity. Usually he knows where his body is in relation to the others and how to get away from the guys who are chasing him. And uh, there it is, sack percentage, 9.9 when under pressure. That's tops in the NFL. Uh, it's just, it's hard to get to Patrick Mahomes. Um, and uh, the 49ers couldn't do it last year with their great pass rush. They couldn't do it consistently, if at all. I can't remember if they ever sacked him last year, but it wasn't the kind of performance we thought we were going to see from the 49ers pass rush, and we'll see if the Buccaneers can do better. But they do have that advantage with a left tackle that Jason Pierre-Paul doesn't know what his name is. Well, yeah, and you know, you know, just that's gonna be that's gonna light a fire under the Chiefs a little bit. Like Mike Remmers, they're not gonna like put it on a bulletin board, but you know, that, he'll remember that. You know, especially as they get into the game, and maybe you know, it's been three quarters. JPP hasn't got a sack yet, something like that. He's gonna remember that. Oh yeah, you don't know my name yet. Either way, and it wasn't meant disrespectful, like JPP saying. I, I agree with you. I think it's a guy that just he he just worries about himself. He watches the film and he plays football. He's not sure who's starting or who got moved around on their offensive line or anything like that. But Mike, this is the key to the game. I mean, it really is. You know, this is where you know I ask you, and and where's the advantage at the offensive line as compared to last year for the Chiefs is definitely not as good going into this. Super Bowl game. Now, this defensive line for the Bucks, I don't think is as good as that 49ers defensive line, but it's very good. And then there's the aspect of, okay, now the secondary. And yes, there's talent in that secondary for Tampa, but as we've seen all year, you know, they'll give up plays. There's holes in their zone. You can beat them man-to-man, -man, especially Kansas City and, and Tyree Kill and company. And that's where I look at it and just go okay compared to last year where do you think the advantage is like you know last year you said it was very even and things like that going into this game who are you giving the notch up in in, in the matchup the offense or the defense here in this one or how much are you giving Kansas City's offense the advantage in the matchup well I, I still think that with Hill and with Kelsey and the ability to adapt and Patrick Mahomes improving as a football brain they'll factor in the reality that they're not going to be able to take the steam out of the pass rush, so they'll have to do things differently. And Mahomes actually was sacked four times last year in the Super Bowl, and even though they won the game and they had that great final seven minutes, it, it's kind of easy to forget because we focus on what ultimately determined the outcome of the game. It wasn't easy sledding for the Kansas City Chiefs until they found the gas pedal with the deep throw to Tyree Kill with seven minutes left that changed everything in that moment. It changed the perception of the game. It looked like the 49ers were going to win easily, and the Chiefs turned it around and won the thing going away. But there were 22 sacks of Mahomes this year. He was sacked four times by the Saints, one of the best defensive lines they saw all year. There were five, six games with no sacks at all. I, I just I, I think that that the Buccaneers' defense has gotten better on the back end since getting shredded in the first half of the game against the Chiefs in Week 12. You've got young players who have matured. you got a lot of draft picks over the past few years that are back there playing corner and safety, and I think that makes a difference as well because if you can just slow down Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, if you can keep them from getting open too quickly, then maybe you have a chance – at, at getting home and getting to Patrick Mahomes before he finds that guy open. It's Look, it's not going to be easy for anyone who would be facing the Chiefs on Sunday, but I feel like the Buccaneers' defense just kind of gets overlooked because it's all Tom Brady and company, and they're, they're, they, I think they are better than they were Week 12. Uh, they Definitely. couldn't be much worse than they were in the first half. Part of its scheme, but I think collectively, you know, it's half of a season since then. Seven games they've played since then. They're going to mature. They're going to be better. And I think they're better for the experience of having faced Mahomes and the Chiefs once already in the regular season. I think that's always an advantage. The fact that you get to see a team and get used to their speed and their movements and things like that. The Chiefs offensive line is not as good as it was, you know, at that time, even though it wasn't great in that week 12 matchup to where I went, oh man, it's you know one of the best O-lines in football, nothing like that, but it's gotten worse because of injuries and having to deal with things like that. We've talked about a lot like the last few weeks about all the sprint outs 
and things like that. See, this is where Mahomes is special, and this is where it's hard to get a gauge for the game in a lot of ways. You know, I, I today will go back and watch the film of the game because on Wednesday I do a deep dive into the, into the prior matchup a little bit, but I just know off the top of my head, you know, one, the Chiefs were this close to blowing them out, and I'm winning by 30 points. But also, what's fascinating is the Bucks hung in there. The Chiefs blew some opportunities, right? McCole Hardman fumbling in the 10-yard line. They missed McCole Hardman wide open for an 80-yard touchdown, and it was only like a 15-yard throw. There were some opportunities where you go, oh, the Chiefs could have won this game 40-10, to 10, and we could have been, they could have been done by early fourth quarter. But at the same time, they didn't. The Bucs hung around and had chances to win the game. That's what's crazy about this matchup. And then to add to that, Mike, what's crazy about Mahomes is we talk about pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, but his movement and how they use him almost negates the pass rush. Andy Reid's so smart with the sprint outs and all those type of things too to where I really think in a lot of ways we've been talking about pass rush but the more I think about it, I just keep going, man, this secondary in Tampa is going to have to play the game of their life. And Todd Bowles is going to have to get, have the game plan of his life because I just don't think you could depend on the pass rush getting there and getting to Mahomes. You're going to have to cover or confuse him a little bit. And I don't know if that's possible, but uh, I think that's really going to be one of the key matchups to the game. Like you said, that young secondary versus all these weapons and how they have adjusted and matured. And I'm not sure about that versus this group. The Bucks had two sacks of Mahomes in that Week 12 loss. Final score was 27-24. And you had noticed down the stretch, I remember you saying it multiple times, that Chiefs offensive line wasn't as stout as it had been, and it was forcing Mahomes to avoid the pressure with his legs. And we know yeah. he can do that. That's one of the things that is a given for the Chiefs. He's one of the few quarterbacks who, when it all falls apart, he can run away from pressure, extend the play, and make a second play after the first one didn't work the way it was scripted. And there aren't many guys who can craft that second play on the fly. Mahomes and the guys he has down the field who will adjust their routes and find an open spot, that's some of the moments when Mahomes makes his most magic. It was anything but magical for Tom Brady in Super Bowl 42 against the Giants. 17-14 was the final score. That was the year that the Patriots were running up pinball machine numbers pretty much most of the regular season. Steve Spagnuolo was the coordinator of the Giants defense that day. Oh, and Spagnuolo is the coordinator of the Chiefs defense. Now, Tom Brady yesterday when meeting with the media talked about facing Spagnuolo again with the Chiefs defense, it has a couple of guys that could probably give Brady a hard time. Here's Brady talking about that. It's tough. You know, I think Spags runs a great scheme, and I think he really caters to the strength of his players. And um, I think his schemes evolved uh, different times, and I've played him several times over the last, I don't know, 13, 14 years. He's got um, – I think he's a, a tremendous coach. Everyone seems to love to play for him. And um, – it's a it's a tough game. So I know he's going to have those guys ready to go They're um, They'll be prepared. They got a lot of great players on that defense, a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who really understand football. Um, obviously, the moment's not too big for those guys. You know, they've been on the biggest stage last year and they played a great game and, uh, and beat the Niners to win last year's Super Bowl. So it's going to be pretty tough. Trying to figure out whether that hair is a fashion statement or just bedhead. I don't know. I kind of like it, though. A little poofy there for Tommy a little yesterday. poofy. Yeah, a little I think poofy. that was intentional, though. I think he got all dolled up and wanted to make sure he looked good for the uh, <laughs> the press conferences. So there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'd, I'd probably do the same. It's Tuesday, right? Uh, well, yesterday was not Tuesday, though, so they didn't have a day off. But for a football player on Monday – you know, with a week like this, could have been a very easy day for the players. I don't know exactly the schedule for Tampa, but when you've had extra days of practice already, I would think this week is, you know, curtailed a little bit and not exactly your normal week. He probably had some free time to go get a haircut before he got in there and, and did all his media stuff. You know, he also said he's cleared out the house. No one's there. It's just him. Full Super Bowl focus heading into this game. He knows what kind of a challenge it's going to be. He knows that he's got Chris Jones and Frank Clark 
to deal with. I still vividly recall the moment in the Chiefs-Patriots game 2019 season when a touchdown, I think, would have tied it so much for clearly recalling it, but it was something like that. A touchdown maybe in a two-pointer would have tied it, and he had Julian Edelman open, and here comes Frank Clark, and that was the old pill bug routine, get rid of the football and curl up in a ball as anyone with a brain would do because it's Frank Clark coming right at you. And, and what did we see against the Bills? It's like every time I looked up, Chris Jones is busted through chasing Josh Allen around, and that's how you, you fluster Tom Brady. You get that pressure up the middle. That, that offensive line, which is held up very well, and it started with the Washington game. They took it to heart when Chase Young was talking about you know, how he wants to face Tom Brady. That offensive line is going to really have to be stout against Jones and Clark, Chris. It, it is, but it has been, Mike. That's, that's the great thing about what they've done, too, in Tampa. I mean, it's unbelievable. Their offensive line, their pass protection. We talked about it last week. You know, we didn't even... We didn't even say Zadaria Smith or Preston Smith's name in the Green Bay Packers game. You know, they have been phenomenal in pass protection. And even the week before that against the great New Orleans Saints defense in front and everything they had to deal with. So I would expect them to be able to protect the front four. I don't remember Jones going off in the first game. They got great size on that Tampa offensive line. But the Spags element is real. And the Spags element did get to Brady in the first matchup. And to both of his interceptions, one especially, was pressure-related. And one was exactly what you're kind of talking about, Mike. If you can remember their last interception, Brady gets the ball. Spags does a creative blitz off the left side. Brady kind of ducks and chucks. He's, he doesn't want to get hit, right? We've talked about it. It's a, hey, he's 43. Can't be perfect. But as he's doing that, if you remember, he's kind of falling away and fading away and throws the ball, and it goes off of his own lineman's helmet and then gets intercepted. Um, so, you know, Spagnolo's ability to do different things on a weekly basis, disguise, make defenses that are different look the same at the snap or right before the snap, that's where he's special. And I don't give a damn if you played quarterback for 20 years, 100 years or whatever it is, he's going to throw some blitzes and some coverages at you that you won't be prepared for or that are going to confuse you for a split second and maybe throw off your timing and rhythm. And that's going to be something to, to watch for for sure in this one, Mike. And we know that Bruce Arians likes to get the ball down the field. The Chiefs defense has been excellent when it comes to defending the deep balls. 41% completion percentage. That stinks. That's first in the league. It stinks for the offenses, obviously. 10 touchdowns, 15 picks, and a passer rating of a paltry 63.3. And you can't even get the ball down the field if you can't get rid of the football because you've been, you know, pummeled by Frank Clark, Chris Jones, or whoever else comes to the party. We saw what happened with the Darnell Savage safety blitz between the Packers and the Bucks. That caused Tom Brady to throw one up into the air that – Jair Alexander was able to catch, and uh, hey, the, the the Chiefs, I think, defensively, and and just like the Bucks defense, the Chiefs defense gets overlooked and disregarded because Definitely. it's all about the offense. That defense is is pretty damn good, and boy, I I I hope we have a close, exciting game. But there's a way this thing goes where it's seventeen nothing again, but instead of twenty seven twenty four. It's 41 to 10 by the time it's all said and done. And I hope to hell that I, doesn't happen. I hear you. I think, that, I, I mean, that's what I think is amazing about the matchup. I really do. I was texting about this with a little of my dad last night, but I, I've said similar thought. It's just funny you said it. You know, I could see the Buccaneers winning the game, certainly. But I just think if they win the game, it's going to be a very close one, late field goal type of thing. I could see the Chiefs winning the game that way as well. Yeah, just like the first one or whatever. But I am with you. I do think there is an element in this one as unlike any Super Bowl I can remember really in recent history to where I go, this Chiefs team, you know, you catch them on the wrong day and make a mistake or two that, yeah, I think a blowout is a possibility in this one. I don't expect it. Certainly not. Um, but we know the way that the Chiefs can come out, put plays on the, you know, put points on the board, and then make plays on the defensive side of the ball. We've yet to see them really play a complete, really awesome, 
total football game this year. And I think they realize that they might be saving it for this weekend. And, and, you know, between the way they're playing on offense, the health of their secondary, Mike, because that's the other thing Brady and Arians are going to have to deal with, man, you know, the chiefs are a better secondary you know, compared to week 12 with everybody being healthy now. Brashad Breland totally back, ready to go. You know, Fenton there. Legereus Sneed, the rookie. They just, they're, they're an impressive group back there to where I don't think they're going to have to be totally scared about matching up with Tampa. Yeah, you don't want to do it and make a living of it, but uh, I, I think they can certainly roll the dice and blitz and live on an island, you know, from time to time and have success. And Snead got out of concussion protocol yesterday, so he'll be good to go come Sunday. And yeah, they think about him. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. This is number 10 for him. The nine prior times, they were all close games. The only game that was more than one score was the 13-3 to outcome two years ago against the Rams, and that was still a close game. It just wasn't a one-score game. Brady hasn't blown anyone out. Brady hasn't been blown out. He knows how to keep it close. He knows how to keep yep. the doors from flying off. And one of the reasons is he had Bill Belichick scheming up the defense. Brady yesterday talked about his time with the Patriots and specifically Bill Belichick. Here's Brady on Bill. I have a great relationship with him. And uh, again, I'm just incredibly grateful for, uh, you know, what he's meant in my life uh, as a coach. And um, I, he was everything you could ask for as a player. And, uh, you know, I love my time. I had two incredible decades there and um you know my football journey took me to a different place and i certainly could never have accomplished the things in my career without uh, his support and uh, his teachings and um incredible coach and mentor for me and uh, i've had a lot of those in my career but obviously he's at the top of the list easy to take the high road when you're getting ready for the super bowl and the other guy's home watching I, well, not not that I think not that he not i I, I I just can't help it because we know we know that 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 Tom had had enough of Bill and maybe now with the passage of time and distance it's easier to reflect fondly on it but Tom Brady had reached the expiration date he had had his lifetime limit of dealing with Bill Belichick that's one of the reasons why he left well, I mean, yes, sure. I mean, it's not easy to deal with a, a head coach that way for that long, you know, and, and yes, it brings the best out of you. I'm sure Brady had points. Yeah. Where, I mean, you know, I got to get out of here, man. They don't respect me. Can I get a little love every now and then? That's not the way the Patriots work. We know that that's why Brady is who he is. Cause they didn't do that. They made him tough as hell. It was the culture who made Brady. I don't care what all the ex players say. Okay. Sorry, but he understands that. And even though he'd love to shove it up New England and Belichick's butt and win a Super Bowl and an MVP this weekend and go, hey, screw you. I did it myself. I don't need you guys. I still think Tom Brady is very smart, very grateful for his time with Bill Belichick, understands the greatness of what they did. And I just think as time passes more and more, you know, they'll realize how special it was and He'll be over this, oh, I did it without you and you didn't do it without me type of stuff. Danny Amendola made that comment yesterday on FS1. Right. When you see Patriot Way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. None of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and spend all their time at the facility. Tom Brady is the Patriot way. And that's the reason why Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now. That doesn't sound Patriots like a bitter player who aren't. didn't get kept around uh, by yeah. a coach. I mean, well, geez. No, no, that that sounds like that sounds like a guy who's about to become a free agent and may want to be wearing a pewter helmet next year. That's what it sounds like to me, frankly. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, listen, of course, they're both responsible. We know they're both amazing. Definitely. But the Patriot way, and I'll disagree with Danny Amendola to the day I die, that is ridiculous that he just said that. I mean, it's Bill Belichick. It's not even close. They went to the first Super Bowl. They didn't even need Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. He had 145 yards and won in the Super Bowl. You know, there's, there's a number of games throughout. We know the first three Super Bowls were run the ball, manage the offense, play defense that wasn't the Brady way that was the Belichick way sorry 
And then they developed into, hey, Brady is getting really good. Let's infuse the Brady way into the Belichick Patriot way and start throwing the ball and spreading it out. So he had a great culture and coaches to push his buttons, drive him. And of course, he was willing to work and take the abuse from the coaches and Belichick and all that to get better. And that's where it's a beautiful harmony. But the Patriot way starts with one guy. And I don't think Tom Brady would even dispute that. I was at that game 19 years ago in Pittsburgh when the Patriots came to town to play the Steelers. Troy Brown has the punt return for a touchdown. The Patriot defense burst the bubble that was the latest Cordell Stewart on a high note. You know, he would he would get better and better and better, and then the bubble would pop, and he'd regress dramatically and then have to build it all up again. But Brady got injured in that game. You're right, knee injury, gone. And, and that was one of those years where there was just one week between conference championship and Super Bowl and there was a period of time after that game where it's like, well, they got to go with Bledsoe, right? Brady right, just got right. injured. He's not going to be healthy for the Super Bowl. Bledsoe played. They won. Bledsoe's back after almost getting killed by Mo Lewis. And uh, they they put that to bed fairly quickly before it could really take root. And Brady was back, and the rest is history. So uh, we'll see what kind of history Brady and the Buccaneers can make on Sunday against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll take a break. When we return, one of the teams that made it to within a game of the Super Bowl, picking up the pieces, General Manager Brian Gutekunst of the Packers met with reporters on Monday. We'll play a little bit of what he had to say, and we'll uh, react to it when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is there any regret in your mind about about how it played out? Um, you got to the championship game and your first round pick didn't play a snap. And you know, maybe if you did something different, um, maybe you'd have gotten over the hump. No, um, don't look at it that way. Um, really, no regrets looking back uh, at the draft last year. I think obviously the the opportunities that our players got uh, from that draft class, I thought they performed very well. I think there were you know, limited opportunities, and obviously we had some unfortunate injuries. Uh, we had some COVID situations we went through as well, but. Uh, um, looking at all those guys that we drafted last year, I, I'm excited about their future and what they can do for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and the opportunities they were given, I thought they performed well. You got to ask the question, but there's no way that Brian Gutekunst is going to come out and say, yeah, you know what, we really screwed up by trading up in round one to get a quarterback who did nothing in 2020 as a rookie and if only we had spent the first round pick and the fourth round pick that was packaged to move up we would have had a couple of players who could have made a difference against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's unprovable without a time machine or an alternate reality Chris but at some level surely Brian Gutekunst in a quiet moment has thought once or twice or more often this year man maybe I just should have gone out and got some players who could have helped us make a difference in that NFC championship uh, against the Buccaneers. I mean, I would hope so, but they're not going to admit it now, of course, because that's too obvious and everybody's been throwing it into their face and all of those issues. But 
you know, really when you look at it as a whole, okay, Mike, what was what's what's the difference between the the team that lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game and the team we just saw this past year? I mean, it was the same team. There was nothing different about it. They did nothing. Free agency, draft, nothing. No. It's just the players went back and worked harder. We just will work harder. Don't help us out. It's all right. Oh, don't worry that the two teams in the Super Bowl got draft picks that, oh, get wait for it. Oh, contribute a lot. That's right. The whole year. And our big players in this game right now. So you can't swipe that under the rug no, no matter how easily, you know, or how, you know, quietly they try. Yeah, I don't know if that made sense there. But either way, we're all going to have our eye on these draft picks for years to come. I mean, this is they're going to be evaluated for the next four or five years. I think that's the first time that you've created like a bookend to a Simsism because you've been, you've been saying sweep it under the radar, and now you get an opportunity to say sweep it under the right thing, but you swipe it under the rug. So sweep I, it under the I radar. I didn't mean to. Swipe it under the rug. You, no, you never do. You never do. That's what makes it. That's what makes it so much fun. I had Derek Brooks tell me last night, quick going, quick being so hard on my guy, Chris Sims. I said, he makes it too easy (laughs) to be hard on him. So at least you got Brooks in your corner. Um, Yes. Hey, Packers, you're right. They didn't do anything. We saw in 2019, that's when they went out and made some moves and made Aaron Rodgers happy and brought in some veteran free agents. And they're going to have the chance to do it this year. The salary cap, is most likely going to go down. Clark Hunt, the chief's owner, who's the chairman of the finance committee, said yesterday that they may not even know what the final salary cap number is until hours before the start of the league year. This is going to be a tough negotiation among teams and then between the NFL and the union. There could be a bunch of free agents out there, good quality players that the Packers, if they manage the cap right, can go out and grab to try to get over the hump. We'll see if they do it. They're clearly going to have Aaron Rodgers, though. He's not retiring. He's not leaving. They're not trading him. We know all of that. But there's still that lack of long-term clarity that Aaron Rodgers may want. Here's Goody Koontz yesterday talking about his franchise quarterback, who soon will be named the 2020 MVP. Obviously, he's got, you know, he's under contract and he's playing at an extremely high level. Um, what we're trying to do as an organization and, and what we're trying to accomplish here, we can't do without Aaron Rodgers right now. So he, he's, he's such a part of, of what we've done. He's such a part of what we're doing right now and, and certainly in the future. He's under contract. That, that's the subtle way of saying you ain't getting a new contract, potentially. I mean, because the new contract gives the commitment that gives the clarity that Aaron Rodgers should want. I don't want to speak for maybe him. Maybe he, he doesn't like that. You know, maybe he doesn't yeah. like that. No, I think he, but, but then why would he say his future's uncertain? There are a lot of uncertain futures here, myself included. Again, that's the fuse that was lit. We don't know where that fuse is going. It's I know, you know, one of those the, movies where the we fuse don't know that is just kind of more money, along. though. No, no, it's you not know. more money. It's, it's commitment. It's commitment. It is let. I suspect, and again, he doesn't want people reading his mind or interpreting the messages he's sending to Goody Kunst and Mark Murphy, the CEO of the team. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to know what's the deal with Jordan Love. Is he going to be traded like Jimmy Garoppolo was after a few years? Or is he going to be the guy who I was when you decide you've had enough of the starter and it's time to put the first round pick on the field? I mean, how Rodgers fell into their laps. They traded up to get Jordan Love. There was something about Jordan Love that they had to have. They yes, went to get him. Right. So that's the clarity. That's, I believe, the core of what Aaron Rodgers wants to know. He put together an MVP season. He did everything he could do to help that team get to a Super Bowl and win it with no help around him. Not no help. Uh, limited help around him. No effort by the Packers to make the team better, like you said. I want to know. Am I on a year-to-year arrangement here? If I have a bad year in 2021, am I gone for 2022? Are you just waiting for me to slip up so you can go with Jordan Love? What's really going on here? Give me that clarity. I don't think they want to give it to him because I think they like having a pissed-off, sorry, London, Aaron Rodgers, who's going to show up next year and have another MVP season if he doesn't have that clarity. Yeah, well, that's a possibility, and I don't know. Did I? Uh, you got me there? Okay, good. I glitched for a second. I mean, that's a possibility, and 
for for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, uh, I mean, okay. If, if they don't want to help the team out or do anything like that, maybe you just go, all right, kiss my butt. I'm out of here in two years, no matter what, <laughs> because you're right. All the warning signs say they want to play Jordan Love at some point in the next four or five years, right? The next three or four years. Now, are they going to really go all in? for Rodgers and put a team around them to now where they become really good for the next three or four years, maybe five, and now Jordan Love becomes a, a mute point, you know, going forward? I don't know. That's going to be the, the risk-reward of that factor. Oh, support Rodgers. Whoa, the Jordan Love thing's going to have to wait probably longer. Don't support Rodgers. Now all the pressure's on Rodgers to make it all happen. And maybe we could see that year he falters. That's when they try to you know, put a Jordan Love in there. Now that that's it, it's going to be on Gutenkust and the front office to really help steer that discussion to a degree, and that's where I'm going to be interested too. Will they go all in on Rodgers, Mike? Here's the big thing because you know you hear about it so much. Rodgers choking playoffs, all those things. Players matter, everybody. Players really matter, and they really matter in playoff football. It's no mistake that the two freakiest teams in football are in the Super Bowl with just freaks all over the field on both sides of the ball. You know, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, they're so built through him, Mike, and his ability to execute and make throws. But what happens in the playoffs, Mike? They don't call pass interference. You're allowed to hold and do things. It's hard to just execute. The defenses are better. So now you need some guys that can just go, I can beat that guy. I'm Tyree Kill. You can't hold me because I'm too fast. Or if you miss, I'm going to run by you for an 80-yard touchdown. Oh, and now the DB goes, let me play off. I won't even try to do that. There's none of that with the Packers across the board, any of it. Hold them every play. doesn't matter. I'm not scared of anybody on their team. And that's why you sit there and go, I need players. You need big-time defensive tackles and people like that to help win in those type of games because we didn't see flags, and executing's not just going to get it done. It's about hitting and tackling and making plays, and that's what the two teams in the Super Bowl do, and the Packers don't. They just rely on one guy to put pressure on the other team through his great throws and execution, and it's just almost impossible to win like that three games to win a Super Bowl. Could you imagine what Aaron Rodgers would do with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Not to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes. We love Patrick Mahomes. But could you imagine what Aaron Rodgers would do with weapons like that? And surely, I mean, he's smart enough to reflect while he's having scotch or tequila, whatever his mood may be that evening, on now he loves Devontae Adams, but to have those weapons and then Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins on those rare occasions when he's healthy, I mean, my goodness, what a difference that would be for Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if they give him what he's looking for. One other quick thing about Goody Kuhn's yeah. press conference yesterday. He came out and said there was no truth to the report from Sam Farmer of the LA Times that the Rams made a run at Aaron Rodgers, and Goody Kuhn's did not hesitate. Now, Sam Farmer does not have a reputation for being wrong. It's not like he's out there trying to get clicks or or attention by by you know taking things that weren't accurate and trying to craft them into a story. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was just McVay calling up LaFleur since they're former colleagues right. and LaFleur saying don't I even bother me. and it not getting back to Gutekunst, but Gutekunst was was willing to say no truth to that to that rumor. And I, I think the last thing Gutekunst wants is a bunch of teams calling up making offers for Aaron Rodgers because that gives Rodgers leverage if it happens. Yeah. That gives him power. Right. If he's in demand, if half the teams in the league are saying we want him, we want him, we want him, that allows him to say, will you just please give me the clarity that I'm looking for? Am I going to be here or am I not? No, I know. That's where, that's where it, in some ways, I, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers wants that contract security or clarity. Maybe he's just going, what? They're going to give me contract, clarity, okay, security, and still not add to the football team? And I'm going to be stuck in this same, oh, Aaron Rodgers can't win the NFC Championship game conversation? Maybe he's had enough of that crap, too. Maybe he's willing to go, let's just see how the next year or two go, and I'll see where it goes, and maybe I'll just keep my current contract, and I'll play hardball when it comes time to. You take a page from the Tom Brady playbook. You finish right. out your contract, and then you go to that year's equivalent of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Exactly. Maybe that's how it right. all plays out. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Bruce Arians is – 
is, uh, I'll just say for now, not happy. We'll let Bruce use the word. We'll apologize on his behalf when he uses it regarding the lack of interest that Byron Leftwich got in head coaching vacancies. We'll do that next here on Pro Football Talk Live. Horse cr- you know, I was very, very pissed that uh, Byron didn't at least get an interview this year for the job that he's done. I think uh, I get way too much credit, and so does Tom Brady, for what the job that Byron has done. And uh, so, yeah, I think hopefully next year, um, you know, people will see that he took Jameis Winston and broke every single record here, uh, scoring and passing, and now Tom has broken both. Um, so it's a uh, done a fantastic job he's everything supposedly what people are looking for although this year was kind of a defensive cycle and you never know with the owners uh, how they're going to go so um but uh yeah i'm very very proud of our staff bruce arian's not happy byron left which didn't even get an interview seven vacancies this year and he didn't even get a single interview And David Culley got hired by the Texans, who got interviewed by no one else ever before, and his name was never even mentioned. He's never been a coordinator. I, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't know. I understand that there are plenty of qualified candidates. This is something that Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, was saying on Friday as he was also trying to pump up the guy that he hired. But there are so many great candidates out there. There's only so many jobs. But how does Byron Leftwich not at least get a single interview? Chris, and it's not like it's some hidden fact. And the guy's been working his way on that trajectory toward head coaching consideration for several years now. It's, it's. I, I just don't get it. I, 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 that's the only explanation, right? You, you can, you can drive yourself nuts trying to figure it out because at the end of the day, there's 31 billionaires and the CEO of a publicly traded company who make these decisions, and we don't. And we just have to sit and watch what they do and try to figure it out. And sometimes you can't. No, and these two guys here at the bottom, you know, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, they're they're not going to politic. They're not that way. And, you know, the the fact that just, listen, I understand I'm not getting hired as a head coach or anything like that. But why would you not want to interview one of the great young minds in the game right now who did, like Bruce Arians said, special things last year with Jameis Winston. Oh, wait, now we got an old guy. We're going to have to play a little different at quarterback. Hey, don't worry. We'll figure it out. And it's one of the most explosive offenses in football. And he's got experience with quarterbacks. It makes no sense. He's not a part of the old school boys club that goes on in the NFL. And he's just got to find his way to break in there to get some interviews. Put a lot of time into that effort with Tom Brady. Remember the day when Brady accidentally broke into somebody else's house looking for left witch? They've been working together all year. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 